is this is the actual thing. The government will shut down the veterans' home if the mayor does not publicly apologize for, for putting up Christmas yes. decorations. <laughs> that's that's like something I say after three tabs of ecstasy. <laughs> that's a sentence that comes out of my mouth. Three tabs in, someone's like, Eli, I think you're good on two. And I'm like, nah, man, if the mayor doesn't apologize, they're going to shut down all the veterans' homes. <laughs> God-awful movie. 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 Welcome back to the Gamcast, where each week we sample another selection from Christian cinema in an effort to justify taking all these painkillers. I'm your host, No Illusions. Sitting to my immediate left is my good friend, Heath Enright. Heath, welcome back. Thank you, sir. And sitting 2,867 miles to my west-northwest this time is my bad friend, Eli Bosnick. Eli, good of you to reach across so many time zones to be here, sir. There's not enough legal weed in the universe to dull the pain of this movie. <laughs> <laughs> And joining us for the first time is comedian and special guest masochist Micah Sherman. Micah was recently in the acclaimed series High Maintenance. He now has a new sketch comedy album available on iTunes called John Rogers, colon, Idiot. And Eli swears that he agreed to do this voluntarily. Micah, welcome to God Awful Movies. It is my voluntary pleasure. <laughs> So before we talk about how bad this movie was, I guess we need everybody to know what this movie was. So Heath, tell us, what are we breaking down today? We've got Last Ounce of Courage. It's um, mm -hmm. it's an interesting project. Uh, it's basically the story of the Grinch who stole Christmas, but told through the eyes of the mayor of Whoville, <laughs> who, who also happens to be a Vietnam vet with severe PTSD. And also, instead of the Grinch, the bad guy is a lawyer from the ACLU who... Uh, Outlawed Christianity, I guess. Um, at least according to the mayor's hallucinations. I think he's going to be the uh, Antichrist in part two. But uh, <laughs> now, Mike, I'm going to give everybody a shot at this, but uh, you're our guest, so you get first. Crack, how bad was this movie? I'm going to give it two thumbs up. I loved it. Awesome. Yeah, I really... Oh, God, he went through to the other side. <laughs> Micah, Micah just spends the entire time complimenting the movie through the tears. And no, guys, Jesus is pretty awesome, you know? Uh, I should, I should uh, start by saying that I'm, I'm an atheist, and I have been for years. But the music was good. I enjoyed uh, the lead actor who played Bob. And I also, I also liked Reagan. She was uh, not a principal character, but uh, she was a, a fun actress in the Christmas pageant or winter space pageant. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah, they Very weird distinction. Yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. well, we'll we'll get to all of that, I'm sure. So, Heath, would you care to summarize the misery with a clever analogy of any kind? <laughs> all right. So, uh, you know how how Atlas Shrugged is a great work of literature no but but okay. you know it, it's feel like it's missing that one critical element well this movie realized that the missing element was jesus and they ran with it it's that good i see it's like ayn rand but also christian awesome and eli how would you describe last ounce of courage as overall entertainment value um well it, you know how at thanksgiving you've always wished that your racist drunk uncle had his own movie company <laughs> that's what you get with Last Ounce of Courage. If he was just like, and another thing, Obama, who's a Muslim, 
by the way, <laughs> dot com, Muslim dot com. But he just had a million dollars to make a terrible movie of everything that came out of his face. Like if the guys from Sears and Roebuck were just sitting next to him writing down everything he said, (laughs) fucking Jews papers. (laughs) And I have to say this, I believe that this is the worst movie ideologically we have ever done. Oh, yeah. Easily. I would agree with that. And and what struck me most within the movie was the absurd judiciary universe that we were supposed to keep up with. Okay, so just a couple of quick examples. In this movie, a kid can get suspended from school for having a Bible in his locker. False. A church can't have a cross on it if anybody is offended by that. False. And you're not allowed to put Christmas decorations on your lawn. So I ask you guys, what fucking dimension did this movie take place in? Yeah, this is like someone was like... This, cause every, I, if we've ever had an internet fight, this is what every other person on the internet seems to think what atheists want is like, I bet if you had your way, you'd make Christmas decorations illegal and Bibles, it wouldn't be allowed into, into the school. That's what you want. And you're like, no, man, I don't even, what, this isn't anything close to what I want. I will say this. If a movie needs to take, <laughs> let's say it's a three act piece. Yep. The fir- it's a 90-minute piece. The first two acts were exposition. <laughs> exactly. if, yes. if, if you need a full hour to set up the world in which your movie exists, ideologically, it's probably uh, waning in some areas. Yeah, exactly. But that last act, you guys, that last act, woo, I had goosebumps throughout the entire thing. I mean, I bought right in. <laughs> if if Mad Max can set you up in five minutes into a post-apocalyptic Australian wasteland where water pours out of the sky, you know, and everyone and Furiosa is in charge of a truck army, but they needed ninety minutes to be like, wait, but you have to understand here, Christmas. It's but then also a, they're fighting in a nativity scene on your lawn. Let me go out on a limb here, guys. I liked Last Ounce of Courage more than Mad Max Fury Road. <laughs> Whoa. Strong statements. I, I, I'm really hoping this doesn't turn into a men's right, uh, because, <laughs> oh guys, I didn't mention feminist Micah's, bullshit, right? Micah is Polly Lamb. This is just, <laughs> Polly Lamb's real name is Micah Sherman. I, I, I'd love to give you a chance to justify that, or was that just a general statement about Mad Max? Oh, I, I didn't enjoy Mad Max that much. Um, <laughs> Uh, but I did. I really, really did. I had goosebumps for the entire uh, last half an hour of Last Ounce of Courage. I'm not proud of that, <laughs> but that is a true thing. My uh. skin broke out, so that's kind of the same. Now, yeah, exactly. I, I, I will say, like any classic work of cinema, you know, what you really need to sell a movie is a phenomenal villain. And damn, did we have one in this one. We, we, uh, the villain in this movie was played by blaxploitation legend Fred Williamson. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently his back child support caught up with him and he agreed to play the part of the evil ACLU lawyer Warren Hammerschmidt, aka The Hammer, and he was fucking <laughs> awesome. If I ever sue anybody for loving Jesus, I want him representing me. Excuse me, this is The Hammer. Are you a lawyer? Uh, y- yes. You're a lawyer who calls yourself The Hammer. <laughs> I mean... I, I'm a wrestler I, on the side. Now, now that you say it, I feel silly. I feel <laughs> feel like that was a poor choice. I, anyways, this is Warren Hammerschmidt. Can I talk to someone? No, because you called yourself the Hammer. Click. <laughs> yeah, the um, the character names were a little heavy handed, particularly um, 
Christian. Christian, <laughs> yeah. yeah, Christian the grandson, and then the, the mayor's name is Bob Revere. Yeah. Yes, yes, they, they went with Paul originally, and then they said, guys, no, you gotta just make him Bob or something. Yeah, guys, let's keep it subtle. Let's call him Bob Revere. <laughs> <laughs> that way, later on, people will be like, oh, Revere. Revere I get it. I get it. I get it. <laughs> Clever. Half the people on set were like, I don't get it. What's reverie? No, 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 you're spelling, eh, it's fine. <laughs> so, it, now I, I will say the, the whole thing with the, the kid na- being named Christian just rolled off my back. You might not know this, Mike. I'm, I'm hoping you haven't watched as many of these as we have, but there's almost always a character named Christian in there somewhere. Yeah, exactly. This might be our first Reagan, though. This might be our first Reagan yeah, character. Yeah. It's exciting. <laughs> oh, I didn't even, well, I didn't even put those together. Oh boy. That's because you're not the target demographic for this film. Yeah. Boy, Reagan was great though. Sarah McMullen. Look out for her. <laughs> but I'm with you. If anybody is to get an award for this movie, it has got to be Fred Williamson. That guy was phenomenal. He can smoke a cigar at you in the most intimidating way possible. It's really impressive. Well, now, of course, we do say Jesus in this podcast, which means that it's only a matter of time before the ACLU comes through and tries to shut us down. So quick while we can, we're going to take a short break, and when we come back, we'll discuss what I need an ounce of to make it through Last Ounce of Courage. As we'll learn in a moment, a big part of this movie revolves around an illegal effort to present Jesus's origin story in a public school play. The blatant illegality of this move is excused within the universe of this movie by Bob Revere telling his cronies that it's perfectly legal to teach, quote, an objective lesson on the origin of Christmas, end quote, in a public school. And while that is true, it may surprise Bob to learn that the nativity story is not, in fact, the objective origin of Christmas. And while I could demonstrate that by actually telling you that story, it just so happens that I've got somebody a bit more qualified to take care of that for me. Run, grab the youngins, folks. It's time for Lucinda Illusions Bible Stories for Kids. Gather round, boys and girls. As you know, Mayor Revere has asked me to give you an objective lesson on the origin of Christmas. So here we go. Thousands of years ago, when we were all much, much closer to filthy monkey men, a bunch of farmers knew it was about to get cold. So they found the tree that didn't look like it was dying and danced around it and asked for magic powers. They did this every winter, and since not everybody died, they were like, holy shit, let's do this forever. And since it's winter sometime over most of the world, everybody had their own little dance around in a circle time. Thousands of years later, the Roman Empire arose and massacred a bunch of people and erased their cultures from the history books. But they liked the dance around the tree part, so they kept it and folded it into a celebration that involved teasing slaves with a hint of freedom for the day, and lots and lots of fucking. And then, even more thousands of years later, there may or may not have been a guy named Jesus, who was killed in a failed revolution in Jerusalem. But his followers continued to wander around telling more and more exaggerated stories about their martyred leader. Finally, about another thousand years after that, the emperor decided to differentiate himself from his father and the surrounding territories by finding a wacky new belief system to fight under. And he did, and he won! Hooray! Then, a few hundred years after that, they had a big meeting to decide by a vote what the perfect word of God was, and they chose Dance Around the Tree Day as their newly anointed God Myth's birthday, because go fuck yourself. 
And so it was until a Jewish guy at an advertising firm decided he could boost Coca-Cola sales by using a character based on an 1822 poem by a guy who was probably a pedophile. The end. And we're back for the breakdown of a film that starts with an American flag and a military drum roll and just gets more jingoistic from there. In fact, just to make sure that you know right away that you're watching porn for impotent Republicans, we're going to start the proceedings on a Ronald Reagan quote. And not a pithy one either. Quite an extensive Ronald Reagan yeah. scare tactic. I, I wrote in my notes, could they not get rights to a Hitler quote? That's, <laughs> they could not have chosen a more fear-mongering and damaging right. quote to start this movie. Terrible. It could have, I mean, honestly, it could have just been like, kill him, kill him all, <laughs> Ronald Reagan. And then we get the uh, the title screen that looks like it's from fucking American Gladiators. Yeah, I wrote in my I wrote in my notes the this title screen looks like I should be getting car insurance from the general. <laughs> Get from a quote and save some time with a penguin and everyone's flying that that commercial doesn't make any sense. I was like, "Oh, cool. They got the same graphics guy. Nice." <laughs> So the little uh, home movie montage that we're getting is typical Americana story that this kid is growing up with his buddy and he's going to get married and they're going to and then he's going to go off to war. I wanted there to be a home movie where they're all playing and he's like, no, you're going to die in a war. Am not or two. <laughs> you're going to die serving our country. Won't. OK, I'll say this. Well, <laughs> as far as movie structure goes, I thought the whole opening montage was unnecessary. <laughs> if we're going to take a look at this cinematically, we could have started with the funeral. Right. Yes, absolutely. Yes. We're going to be able to plug in things like, oh, his dad must have been fond of him. And we don't need to see that beforehand. Right. Well, you know, how other if if we don't care about Stifler before he dies, by the way, the actor who plays the son looks exactly like Stifler. So in my in my mind, the entire time I waited for that character to be like, Oh, I'm gonna fuck, fuck Stifler's mom. <laughs> Him to have a dance off with a gay guy in a club. That would have been nice. That would have been nice. Yeah. You guys were missing my favorite part. Which is? Old Jesus. Yes. <laughs> yes. He sneaks by there. I, I wrote, uh, I wrote geriatric Aaron Raw sneaks by on the bus scene in my notes there. Who is this? Is this Willie Nelson? Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, exactly. Willie Nelson. Are we talking about expert. miraculous Willie yeah, Nelson? Yeah, he sneaks by right in the back. Yeah, Sam Elliott with a goatee. <laughs> That's him. Also, I just one other note. This when they're seeing the kid off on the bus. This is the first time we see his vest, which has a anti six 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 badge on yeah. it. On his jean vest, which he wears through most of the movie, the the topmost button is like a no smoking sign, but instead of a cigarette, <laughs> there's 666 inside the button. That's the level of stupidity you can come to expect from this film. And by the way, it says Satan sucks right above it. That's what it says. It says Satan sucks, the crossed out 666. Yeah. I, I, I Honestly, I should have spent more time looking at the dude's flair. He you did have one. a lot of flair, though. He was an achiever. <laughs> you get that one for tying a bull in and exercising a demon. I, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Killing exactly. a Mexican motorcycle gang. And, and then we're on right. to yet more useless exposition, this time done in a series of videos that the kid's sending to them from war and they're sending letters to him or whatever. I also want to point out he's fighting a war in sepia land apparently. <laughs> <laughs> Over here we don't get all the colors. Just gray and brown and darker gray. 
<laughs> also, the set is so terrible. It, it is so clearly shot in a paintball center. Right. He appears to be stationed <laughs> yes. in a slaughterhouse and and having a paintball fight. <laughs> I, the, and in the all of the shots of them using their machine guns, they could not less be using them the way machine guns are used. <laughs> They're basically holding them backwards and riding them like broomsticks. <laughs> That's how little... So I lower myself slowly onto it, right? That's how this. I don't know. What was tough for me is, um, you know, I like the last, uh, the last act so much that uh, all of this unnecessary stuff. You know, I, I'll give it to them if it's necessary. If it's the magic of Hollywood, we need this scene. But you know, a lot of these scenes weren't needed. Yeah, I would say <laughs> right. the vast majority of scenes in this movie weren't needed. Basically, anywhere where the hot mom wasn't on stage. And then I, I want to point out this line too, because okay, so we get the shot where like the son dies now, and 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 um, we're back hanging out with the family, and the the voiceover, the dad says, "I'll never forget the sound of that doorbell." It's like it yeah. just it was just doorbell sounding. Yeah, you know? I wrote, yeah, bro, it's your doorbell, <laughs> right? That's like right. ding dong, you've that's, lived that's in that house for like sounds. thirty years now. Mildly <laughs> ominous, maybe. Yeah. And I, and then of course we get the same funeral shot that you get in every Christian movie and magical Aaron Ra is sitting in the background somewhere. Also, is, is it just me or did the camera spend an awful lot of time lingering on characters we hadn't met at this oh, funeral? Oh yeah, totally. Because they, because there were so few cast members that they could get for the funeral shot that they were just like, I know, we'll just really focus on these three guys I reckon for as long as some possible. Some of whom you'll meet eventually. Well guys, guys, that's foreshadowing. Oh, <laughs> sorry. It's, it's foreshadowing that we're going to see some people. Later. Oh, gotcha. It's a device. Okay, okay. And so that we know how depressed and torn up Bob is, by the way, we get a shot of Bob, like, covering up. It, it, Bob has a very sweet motorcycle. He's got a very sweet Harley. Um, and we get a, a shot of him covering it up because he just doesn't want to live anymore now that his son's dead. And he covers it up with an American flag. This fucking movie had flags made up of smaller flags. There were so <laughs> many fucking... Captain America would have been like, guys, this is a little heavy-handed here. Uh, yeah, to be clear about this scene, he takes the full-sized American flag off of his motorcycle, folds it up, puts it among his tools, and then covers his motorcycle with, with a, a different, different American flag. <laughs> this is a two American flag scene. Guys, if you if you are the owner of an American flag, you are also the owner of an additional American flag. <laughs> that's true. That's true, yes. I think that's a true statement for anyone in the United States who has an American flag. You own American flags. It's like <laughs> tattoos. Once you get one... Yeah, no one has just one American flag. I will say this, guys. The, um, the, 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 the funeral scene may have been a little bit lacking, but this was a budget of $1.5 million. So, 500000 of that is going towards flags. Yeah. <laughs> we know that. That leaves us a million dollars to get a crane to pull a cross up on a building. <laughs> right. Uh, that leaves, uh, that leaves, a hundred thousand dollars for um, Fred Williamson's uh, Fred prostitutes. Williamson's Warren Hammerschmidt. Yeah, yeah, right. And everyone else worked for indulgences. Yeah, <laughs> and, and we're we're mocking this right now, but this movie doubled its money. Yes, it did. It did. Yes, this movie uh, made three million plus dollars at the box office. Mm-hmm. That's not even counting the money that we put towards it through Netflix to watch it. 
I watched on YouTube, but yeah, yeah. (laughs) I will say, honestly, as bad as the script is for this movie, I kept expecting the acting to be worse. It's like, judging by the script, this movie should have had like Miracle Man level acting, and instead it had left behind level acting. I was impressed. Um, Yeah, no, it, it was well acted garbage. Yeah. Yeah, more or less. I mean, there were a couple of actors in there that you had to kind of laugh at, but more or less it was okay. That's more than can be said for Mad Max Fury Road. <laughs> hey, Tom Hardy is the most talented motherfucker working in Hollywood, man. Watch Locke and tell me that guy can't act. Sorry. Yeah. You, that's, you're getting on my man crush that, right there. That lady shot her dad. <laughs> so, she shot her dad, guys. Google it. She shot her dad. <laughs> So anyway, so speaking of getting shot, I, I I love this scene, and this scene honestly almost made the movie worthwhile to me. So we meet uh, Bob 14 years later, and apparently he's a pharmacist and also a surgeon occasionally. As we learn when these three bikers come in, one of them's been shot. They come into the pharmacy to have the bullet removed. Yes, and this this biker gang consists of a who's the head of this biker gang is a midget. Mm-hmm. And one of the other people's is a giant. So yeah. we have a giant and a midget. Those are the two people in this motorcycle gang. Yes. And I just wrote in my notes, they lift the midget <laughs> up onto the counter. Right. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I also, when he says that he's going to fix him up, I wrote, oh, the pharmacist is going to give you stitches. And then the bagger at the supermarket is going to replace your liver. Right. <laughs> Again, what Guys, dimension my, is this? <laughs> my father was drafted to Vietnam. If you were in the Vietnam War, you know how to do anything. Oh, I see. <laughs> Absolutely. You, you know how anything. to you know how to use a jigsaw. <laughs> yeah. You okay. know how to ride a motorcycle. Mm-hmm. You know how to do uh, back alley surgery. <laughs> yep. Uh, you know how to you know how to do heavy construction by yourself. Yes, absolutely. You know how to make a a church cross uh, attach itself to a connection. That's Precisely. The, yeah, that's that's uh, a nifty you know, trick. You know how to be the mayor of an entire town. <laughs> yeah. So then the daughter in law and the the grandson Christian mm-hmm. are there for Christmas. Actually, they're like again they're moving in. It doesn't tell you that you think they're there for Christmas, <laughs> but he's, he, if he's there for Christmas, he's. Th- Going to school there, so... Um, oh, I thought he was just there for Christmas, and I didn't understand why he was going to school there. Yeah. I have a whole bunch of notes about why this kid is just... <laughs> yeah, no, they don't bother to tell you to go that. to a different school. And also, of course, like every Christian and every Christian fucking movie we've ever seen, um, Bob keeps a sadness box in his garage. <laughs> he a sadness box. That he occasionally just looks through when he wants to feel sad or when we need an intro to a montage. And now Christian finds it. Yeah, when kids go snooping around in the sadness box, you got to bark at them. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) That's the only reason to keep it in plain sight like that. Right. (laughs) Unlocked. If you don't want people to look at it, burn it. (laughs) Or put it in a fucking closet at least. Now, so he opens it up and um, he sees a bunch of videos and he's like, uh, hey, Grandpa, can I watch these videos? And then Grandpa pulls one. And he says, you can watch those videos, but not this one. This one is for Act 3. Yeah. And I wrote in my notes, please be homemade porn. Please be homemade porn. Please be homemade porn. I wanted so badly for the last video the kid pops in for it just to be the mom and Stifler. Just like, who's daddy's girl? Who's daddy's girl? Woof! Woof! <laughs> All right. I wanted that, You can that continue too. the Christmas pageant now. <laughs> 
I'm going to go throw up in that closet. <laughs> no, keep playing the video. <laughs> and then, uh, so it, part of this video includes a little, um, you know, a, a Christmas play or whatever. And so the son, Christian, goes, why don't people do Christmas like that anymore with shepherds and stuff? That's actually the line that was yeah. in the script. To which Bob says, well, for years, people have been trying to outlaw Christmas. <laughs> shepherds are illegal now, thanks yeah. to this black lawyer that we're going to get to. Yeah, it's like, what? Yeah, exactly. yeah, what universe do these people live in where there's not a Christmas pageant fucking everywhere? Right. And then, of course, when they're talking about Christmas being outlawed, Grandpa does the title drop. You yeah, know. I wrote, they said the name of the movie. <laughs> That's also on Christian b- movie bingo they, right They there. also said yeah. no greater love earlier, so new game. To catch oh. them all. Oh. Yeah. Exactly. See, they're all part of the same universe, guys. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's like, like Marvel. There's like, like 12 phrases. There's like 12 phrases you can use in this universe. Yeah, they'll hit them all. <laughs> so so when, they, when the name of the title of the movie is dropped, uh, people furiously masturbate because that's what I was doing. That's how you play. Yeah. That's the game. Yes. You got it. Yeah. Uh, that's, okay, and you got to finish by the time they get to the end of the sentence. <laughs> <laughs> done and done. Yeah. I mean, last ounce of courage is a pretty long phrase. Yeah. <laughs> I went twice. <laughs> yeah. This, this uh, so is a very Chris, sticky movie for me. Chris sneaks into the sadness box and steals his dad's Bible like it's weed. Yes. Uh-huh. Like you're stealing some of your, your older brother's weed out of his room. You're like, oh, man, I hope no one catches me. Oh, yeah, Corinthians. Oh. And I'm going to take this out into the woods and read it. And that's where we meet Chris's love interest. Yeah, I have this character as baby Ronda Rousey in yeah. my notes. <laughs> okay, she has right. a strong jaw, my friend. <laughs> she has a strong, strong jaw. <laughs> this is a girl who's like, you want a hand job? And you're like, oh, no, thank you. No, thank you. Can I get an I like bar? my dick yeah. attached to my torso. <laughs> so then he's told he cannot have his dad's medal because it goes back into this sadness box. <laughs> uh, and I wrote in my notes, Mo- this movie so far is 90% hug flashbacks. <laughs> this is just 90% of people hugging people who are no longer with us. That was an awful <laughs> lot of it. And then we get to meet uh dad's our dead dad's best friend slash cop slash new love interest for mom. Uh and it's very clear right away cuz in in Christian movies it's just like, "Oh, you're a man. Um I'm a woman. I, lo- I want to fuck you." And, you know. Yeah. Except for they, they never notes. fuck. I mean, I, I want to marry says, you. You want to stay for some brownies? And I wrote, and some pussy. Yeah, she made it very clear. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? That, it was a lot more innocent than that. And they had a lot of chemistry. They did. They did. Honestly, like, I, I wouldn't have minded watching a movie about those two characters, you know, if we removed all the silly Christian shit. Also, I just want to throw out there. She she and him have that sort of sexual tension filled conversation, and then she sort of has that snap out of it moment where she's like, "Oh, does anyone want some some brownies?" And I just wrote, "Here, have some brownies while I go change my lower clothes because they are soaking wet." Jesus Christ! <laughs> Come on, man. Keep we it got kids listening to this. <laughs> That was not the subtext of that scene. <laughs> that was the subtext of that scene. So now that we're going to move subtext. on. You're to, outvoted, uh, America. Yeah, yeah. No, she, she's a squirter. It's true. Uh, it's in, it's in Jesus, the it was in the script. 
So now we're going to move bit. on to another wholesome part of the film. This would be the first day of school, and you, he's like all upset, and she goes to talk to him, and she's like, I'm in trouble. And I'm like, oh my God, it's going to be for bringing that fucking Bible to school, isn't it? That's what he's in trouble I, for, isn't it? He, but see, the is. principal put the brown bag on the desk, and I was like, is that weed? I'm super yeah. into Chris now. Okay, so- I had this whole <laughs> transformative moment where I was like, this is great. I'm really excited that this is drugs because they're talking about it like it's drugs. Right? Who carries a Bible around in a brown paper bag? Why would you I, I ever they, do that? No, I think the principal put it in the brown paper bag so he wouldn't have to look at its evil uh, uh, visage or whatever. But so, it was yeah. also like burlap. It was like a burlap. Like- <laughs> Yeah, he double bagged it. He triple banged. He was like, I don't know. I can still kind of see the cover, <laughs> like the anal retentive chef or some something. lead around it to prevent the. I really wanted Bill Murray to walk into the scene for the principal to go, Phil, Phil Connor, <laughs> Ned Ryerson. <laughs> <laughs> he looks so much like Ned Ryerson. <laughs> he really does. He really does. I really, I really oh, liked shit. this actor. I thought he was, uh, he was a lot of fun. He was my yeah, favorite actor act- in the movie, actually. Yeah, the actors that I enjoyed in this movie were the drama teacher and the principal. Oh, the drama <laughs> teacher was so good. He was actually, drama teacher was fuck. We're going to get to it in a second. The drama teacher was fucking fantastic. Yeah, and he the was acceptable teacher- because he was not out of the closet. Exactly. Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> He's a gay Stephen King. We'll get to him. So, <laughs> now, I, I want to make sure, because I don't want to just glaze over this. This is pretty important to the film. The scene that we're in with the brown paper bag with the Bible in it. Okay, so this kid got, they found a Bible in his locker, and now they've called his parents, his grandparents, and fucking, you know, whatever is, is you know, third cousin twice removed in. And the police. The and the police. police He's consulted with the district lawyer. Yeah. I assume they had some kind of bomb disposal unit that got the Bible out of his locker. They got a fucking robot and a remote control team yeah some guy dressed like Channing Tatum all marshmallowed out I'm glad this I'm glad that this scene was so early in the movie though cuz that let us know what kind of world we were in and and that made the uh the third act which was dynamite uh, <laughs> easy to choose so they're walking out of the uh the school and he's like well yeah you're ever since they banned uh, prayer in schools. I'm like, when the fuck did they, what world is it? Anyway, so they come across this, the janitor, who is the magic black man of the movie. Who is the first black character we have met in this film. That's important to remember. <laughs> that we have, we, we are now 185 hours into this film and the first black character we meet is the janitor. Yep. And we will not meet another one, but he's a magic janitor. And he lets him he know that there ain't no rule that you can't bring your Bible to school. Right. And when he said that, I wrote in my note, there's no rule that says a Bible can't play basketball, because I want that movie. <laughs> there's nothing in the rule book that says a Bible can't play basketball. <laughs> Air Bud, but it's a Bible. <laughs> Just a Bible sitting in the corner of the court, and they pass it off it, and it slam dunks the ball, and it's yeah. like, thanks, Bible! <laughs> yeah, that the, uh, this was a problematic uh, aspect of the world for me. Um, later we learned that the janitor uh, was working right alongside Bob Revere mm-hmm. in the in war. Vietnam. Yeah. He was there the whole time. Cut to 50 years later. He's a janitor. <laughs> and the and white guy's the mayor. The fucking the mayor. mayor. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> Can we address this? Is there, is there any, anybody, did that, did that hit with anybody? Watch well, he's movie. black. Micah, he's black. So That's many, why. so many stereotypes at once. They're standing there like, oh, um, there's no, Rule against Bible. Let's ask this wise black janitor. Excuse me, sir, sir, wise black guy. Are Bibles 
banned from school? And he's like, well, I'd be happy to answer that question for you. Let me just, uh, let me just finish this, uh, piece of cornbread and put down the shoeshine kid I was holding. He knows, no, the, there ain't he no knows rule. the answer. And then Bob Revere's like, well, thank you very much, Charlie. And then, <laughs> why the fuck are you talking to me like that? We're friends, man. We've known each other for 50 years. Right, right. Remember, why you just remember like, when we were in off? war together? Yeah. Make eye, make eye contact with me. <laughs> not he's, just that, he's, not just he's that, black, but he, Micah. he's, he is the only person who survived the mission right. that, that was the end of his military career. This is like if saving pri- if this is like if Private Ryan ran into Tom Hanks in a hallway. Yeah. And was just like, "Sup, dude? What's going on? Eh, not much. Good Listen, I gotta get my kid home. All right, it's been all right, like forty you, years. So see you Thanks for coming years. and saving me in Germany. All right, all right, all right, <laughs> and then we cut to the family sitting around home watching the O'Reilly Factor. Yes. Right. The Bill O'Reilly factor is on the TV and we watch it for a long fucking time. It's not yeah, just Yeah, we watch in the almost background. a full episode. Pretty and much, also, yes. They couldn't even they could not find a cohesive long clip of the O'Reilly factor that was as crazy as the point of this movie. <laughs> so, they, so they had to yeah. cut together the O'Reilly factor where he's like, Christmas is being outlawed <laughs> in <laughs> Texas. <laughs> I love the moment too when uh, Christian like reaches up to turn off the O'Reilly factor and everybody looks at him like, ah! Yeah, right. What are we gonna do now? He's we a homicide. Each other? Shoot him! Shoot him dead! <laughs> oh no! I just my first you put on MSNBC. We will kill you. <laughs> so the uh, so they're watching this whole Bill O'Reilly thing about how all the evil atheists are trying to steal Christmas. And the like, uh, fucking like kid could turns to his grandpa right in the there, middle of this and says, I shit you not. Like, <laughs> what did my dad like, die for? Hey, what did my dad As die if for? to imply that his goes, dad went to war boy. to defend <laughs> Christmas. And yeah. I, feel like, uh, I feel like this movie could have ended uh, right Victorian there in Halloween. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it was like, hey, what did my dad die for? And he turns straight at him and goes, oil. Yeah, and credits. <laughs> and credits. Yes, right. Uh, Dick Cheney and Halliburton. And credits. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, but no, apparently the the real war was for to defend the rights of people to celebrate Christmas, and and so they have this big moment where the where the son like calls grandpa out or the grandson, and he's like, "Well, why aren't you doing anything about it to save Christmas, Grandpa?" I'm I'm just one pharmacist mayor surgeon over here. I don't know if I can do anything from what am I where I'm standing. What am I doing? I'm riding my motorcycle all over this grand country of ours. Inspiring patriotism with my full-sized American flag. Gigantic fucking flag that hangs off the back of his this, bike. Have you seen the flare on my jean vest? <laughs> What the fuck are you doing, Christian? I have buttons about Satan. I say Satan sucks on my jean vest. How much shit do you talk about Satan in your outfit? Um, but the kids aren't, the kids aren't willing to accept that. So they're going to go rogue and decorate the house for Christmas. We get this whole big scene when they're at, where they're in their attic. They're like, I want to do something crazy. I want to say fuck the system. I want to hang up reindeer. I'm a fucking yeah, exactly. rebel. I, let the secularists come. See what they do. We're I putting wrote, it up. Let's put up Christmas decorations. Stay golden, pony boy. Stay golden. <laughs> <laughs> 
So now we go to Grandpa, and Grandpa's wrestling with his conscience, and he's talking to his to his uh, wife and, and saying stuff like, do you ever think you'd see a time when people would be offended by Christmas? And in the middle of this, he says, you remember that old Ten Commandments plaque that used to sit on the courthouse wall? Like, just conflates that with having Christmas decorations on your fucking lawn. This movie does so much of that shit. Just it'll have a, a list of stuff that is like, nobody gives a shit, nobody gives a shit, nobody gives a shit. The fucking founders made sure to specifically forbid that in the Constitution. Nobody right. gives a shit, nobody gives a shit, nobody gives a shit. Do you remember those beautiful paper decorations we used to put up? And then that swastika that I painted on the water tower. <laughs> and then, about it. <laughs> it's like, wait, what was that middle one? The paper decorations. You know, a little chain, you make a circle, and then you, you glue it to the other circle. No, the, the other one. Oh, yeah, the swastika. Ah, the old swastika. How the Jews would run. <laughs> At which point he has a time to get out my motorcycle montage. Yes, yes. He's like, he's like, you know, I've got to do something. Bob and that something is again. to ride around on his motorcycle some more. And I wrote in my notes at this point, this is what Walter Subcheck jerks off to. Yeah, <laughs> this scene right here. Because the drums start. And he puts a oh. giant American flag on his fucking bike. It just starts driving around. I swear if he gets joined by a wounded veteran on a different motorcycle with a different American flag, I'm going to goop all over my keyboard. <laughs> so he basically gives a speech where he's – this is the first of his speeches where he like tells us things that everybody with a fucking brain knows, which is Christmas is a national holiday. A teacher is allowed to teach the objective truth about the origins of Christmas, yeah. which, oh my god, I want to see that. I want to see an objective truth. On the origins of Christmas. So then you see, kids, at the Council of Nicaea, everyone decided which was the word of God. And wouldn't you know it? They got it 100% right. They voted, and they voted on all the word of God. But then, in the 1950s, a Jew based a poem on a pedophile about... Christmas that he was trying to use to sell Coca-Cola, and so they... Anyways, that's the story of Christmas. Why are you all crying? I don't, I don't think that that is necessarily legal. I'd like to... I, I would like to see a teacher teach the objective truth about the origins of Christmas. Like, uh, everyone here has heard of Stonehenge, right? Uh, now, the Vikings came from Scandinavia. Exactly. So what what's going on here now is that that Bob has opened up the old storage locker where all the city's Christmas decorations are just apparently growing mold and fucking rat shit um, because they don't decorate for Christmas. So now he's going to take all these decorations out of storage and put them up himself by himself, apparently, with a fucking cherry picker. Um, but he has to stop and give everybody this patriotic, I got on the Internet and learned the law speech. He actually says that. He's like, I got on the Internet and learned all about this. I'm like, you're the fucking mayor. You're the fucking mayor of a town right. and your legal counsel is I got on the Internet. You're fucking you're mayoring through legal zoom. And, and who will be representing you? Google. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, guys, I did some research. I uh, got on the internet. I watched about 40 hours of knockout compilations, and now I'm putting up all these Christmas decorations. <laughs> I learned all about Zeitgeist. Um, this, is, this is another clear yeah. PTSD moment from Bob, <laughs> the reinflated Michael Douglas, whatever. So the reporter's there, 
<laughs> and they're like, uh, yeah, could you come down from that cherry well, picker yeah. truck and do no. an interview with us? And he's like, uh, well, no. no, I'd like to do it inside the bucket. Could you please just step out of the bucket for the interview? <laughs> never! Never leave the trench! He's throwing invisible grenades down at her. He's at a 45 degree angle for the interview. It's ridiculous. They actually have him leaning out of this fucking uh, cherry picker about eight feet off the ground holding her fucking microphone. Fucking ridiculous. So now we cut to the first rehearsal for the school play and the mm-hmm. drama teacher, who is my favorite fucking character in this movie, Fantastic. his first line is, oh, Broadway, you are an elusive mistress. And it gets better from there. Everything this guy. Oh, first of all, this is obviously the funniest person that all of these people know. And he improvised every goddamn line as an improviser. And I Micah, think so, yes. Micah, you know this Absolutely. as well, where they're just like, Micah, go, you know, do something funny. Your character's like this. And you're like, great, I'll do all your writing for you. This is obviously yeah. what happened to this guy. <laughs> I'm going to go, I'm going to go out and say it. Uh, this character gives Christopher Guest a run for his Oh, mom. absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Got a little Tobias Funke in there, yeah. too. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Gay Stephen King, yeah. Put it all rolling up, yeah. So now we're over at, uh, we've got mom, and, uh, we got hot mom and grandma, and they're sending out invites for their holiday party. Yeah. And she's like, oh, there's no RSVP. She's like, there doesn't have to be. Everybody comes to my fucking party, lady. And she's like, <laughs> she's like oh, but you put... Christmas party instead of holiday party, you'll be shot! Yeah. I wanted a flash cut to the Rosenberg house where a bunch of Jews are just like, well, <laughs> I guess we're not invited this year. <laughs> Very nice. Very nice. <laughs> Rude. Do you, do you guys, do you guys know anybody that is offended when they're wished a, ha- a Merry Christmas or even a Happy Hanukkah or even a Happy Ramadan? Right. Nope. So I'm, I'm, who is who is offended? <laughs> if if you're if you're painting it on the water tower that my that my tax dollars are paying for, then I'm offended. That's when I get offended. But not when if you you're just, just walking by the street me. and say Merry Christmas. Yeah, and a Merry Christmas to you too, yeah. bro. Fuck you. It's Happy Holidays. <laughs> Fuck you. Now asshole. you have to read this Sam Harris book, End of Faith, Chapter One. <laughs> <laughs> We're doing this. <laughs> No checkout lady at Safeway. Shouldn't have said Merry Christmas if you didn't want to have a discussion. So now we get to the call from the hammer. Oh, my God. I love this fucking guy. So, yes, we haven't met our villain yet, but in this movie, the part of evil will be played by civil liberties as personified by the hammer. Yeah. I love one of my favorite things in the world is dumb people writing for smart people, like they have to write the smart person words, and this was the quintessential example. Of yeah. It. So b- before we jump into his phone call, though, can we talk about the establishing shot for this? It, it it seems to be saying that the ACLU has their headquarters in the U.S. Capitol building in D.C. That's that, yes. It's not the same. A lawyer from the ACLU is not the Speaker of the House in Congress. He can't just make laws. He wouldn't be in that building in D.C. They have no idea what's happening. Oh, there, in the there world. is a theme of this movie of conflating the ACLU and the government and the health department and just everything. <laughs> right. yes. The feds it's and the veterans fund. Like every, yeah. All of the government and the ACLU. Is, they, I would not be surprised if they cut to that and he just had all of those signs on his desk. He was like, yep, that's right. And I'm the president too. But <laughs> they could not understand less about how the ACLU worked. In fact, 
I was so confused by this that I actually thought, oh, I misunderstood the preview. That is a good character who is calling to help them because they live in a world where Bibles are illegal and the ACLU would support you to bring a Bible wherever the fuck you want to. So we get his, he, so he calls up the mayor's office. Mayor's not in and he goes, you know, is your municipal executive acquainted with the relevant axioms with reference to the perceptual disengagement of tabernacle and articulate, I mean, governing body? <laughs> per so, se, ergo, <laughs> propter hoc. <laughs> Guys, this is where Latin kicks in for me. Latin kicks in. I'm ready. <laughs> oh, no, we didn't need any. Okay, sorry. No, no. So unfortunately, the, the Fuck you, Mr. Pentagast. <laughs> <laughs> so basically what we get here is the ACLU is calling, because uh, apparently they saw that local Mount Columbus news broadcast where he's hanging out of his fucking cherry picker, and they're telling him, hey, man, you got to take down the Christmas decorations or we're going to sue you. Right. This is this is Johnny Cochran, right? We're talking John. Yeah, it's <laughs> well, yeah, but it's but it's not though because no, he's yeah, like an ACLU like guy, in, so he's like actually in like, the writer of this movie's head. Johnny Conkren was the ACLU, and like they just got OJ off because he was black. Oh, I see. <laughs> it's like Johnny Conkren and Al Sharpton. Like it's that they're all the same character. They're just oh, like God. black people who stop us from saying the N word. <laughs> That's all represented by this one character. They did uh, casting. Uh, uh, extras casting did go out of their way, uh, to have a number of, uh, black citizens. Oh, yeah. They, they're just supposed to sit in the audience and agree with things that are being said. Yes. By or, the white or, people, so it's not as offensive. Well, That's we needed right. some homeless people later, too, so they, and they brought them out for that scene as well. So, yeah, so Warren Hammersmith apparently is demanding that the mayor publicly apologize for Christmas decorations. Right. Or the government will shut down the veterans' homes. <laughs> Cause <laughs> this is this is the actual thing. The government will shut down the veterans' home if the mayor does not publicly apologize for, for putting up Christmas <laughs> <Yes>. decorations. <laughs> that's that's like something I say after three tabs of ecstasy. That's a sentence that comes out of my mouth. Three tabs in, someone's like, "Eli, I think you're good on two. and I'm like, "No, nah, man. If the mayor doesn't apologize, they're gonna shut down all the veterans' homes." <laughs> Tim O'Leary would have heard that phrase and been like, I don't know, cats and kittens. I think that's a little far <laughs> <off> for me. <laughs> and so the so the mayor says to his assistant, he's like, yeah, put together one of them press conferences or whatever, and we'll talk about it. So we cut to the press conference, which drew apparently four people, um, where he gives a, yet another one of these long, like, everyone already knows this shit speeches about how if you're a Muslim, you're allowed to Muslim all over the fucking place. How come Christians can't Christian all over the fucking place? Oh, here's, here's a problem too that I, that I found, that I found with the relatability of Bob's character. Um, he's in his dick mode right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I was like, this guy's being a dick. He's like Warren Hammerschmidt comes in and is like, uh, what you're doing is inappropriate. He's like, you know what? You're a liar. <laughs> Merry Christmas, asshole. <laughs> I'm out of here. <laughs> yeah, it is that conversation between the two of them is quite literally 
No, I'm not. You are. That is all he said. Warren Ambersmith comes in and he's like, yeah, man, you can't do this. This is excluding people. And he's like, am I or are you the one who's excluding people? No, no, it's you. Yes, Still you. Is it well, though? Yes. Yeah, and, and as a viewer, um, I think we're supposed to be relating with Bob, but I found that difficult. Uh, <laughs> Uh, not because, you know, not because I'm, uh, I don't agree with his, um, worldview, but because I'm, we've set him up to be a jerk. Right. Right. Yeah. That's, that's a uh, key right. element of his personality. Who wrote this movie? I'm I just want to touch up. on a couple of things he says. He says, there's no way that a few old sore heads are going to prevent us from celebrating. And I just wrote yeah. in my notes, mm-hmm. Jews, Muslims, and atheists equal a few old sore heads. That's us. <laughs> and his, his, his allowing of the, uh, of the other religions, he goes, look, if you're a Muslim, feel free to pray in the middle of the town square. And if you're a Jew, display your menorah and blow your shofar. Now, as a, as someone who was born and raised Jewish, you have to understand that would be like saying, and if you're black, eat your watermelon and eat your fried chicken. <laughs> Rape your white women. Don't think that I'm, there's, those are two completely unrelated holidays. And they have nothing to do with this. Yeah, I think uh, I think Daryl Campbell and Richard Hedrick, uh, I think they may have misspelled towel uh, and spelled it S O R E. Well done, sir. Thank also, you. I I love how he acts like he'd be this character would be okay with a Muslim praying in the middle of town square. Yes. There is no way that the guy who is going to be like they're trying to take away Christmas would be like, oh, that's nice, a nice little Ramadan celebration. Yeah, right, he'd right. be like, get him quick. <laughs> yeah, I think that's that, that's the main the main problem I have with the thesis of the whole movie is. They're, They're like, like, no, no you, you can, can do, do whatever, whatever you want, want as, as long, long as, as you're, you're in the majority. majority. Yeah, exactly. Not. exactly. Well, well, good, good luck, luck to you. <laughs> you're, you're allowed, allowed to, do to do whatever, whatever you, you want. want. Yeah. And, and we, we will, will beat, beat you up at the And we're allowed to do that. Yeah. We're allowed to do anything we can get away with. Go out and square. Blow your juke loot. See what happens. Yeah, also, I don't think he would be okay with that. Shofars are loud as fuck. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Also, the this is where he tells the hammer that he doesn't have any jurisdiction. He's and a I wrote lawyer. my notes. You're right. He doesn't have any jurisdiction because right. he's <laughs> not a lawyer. cop. That is <laughs> <laughs> That is how yeah. little about the law this movie understands is that they're like, go on, arrest me, Warren Hammerschmidt. Go on, man. Put me in cops, oh. you pig. I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> Do you know what a lawyer is? Maybe not. <laughs> Yeah. And I love, and we get this several times in the movie, but I love that, that. Six inch on wheat. That, that Bob says to him, when the hammer says, hey, you can't do this, it's against the law. He's like, show me the law. And, and they, and, and then they act like Warren just, oh, well, there's not a law or something. But I'm like, how about the First Amendment? Show it to him. Yeah, show the him the law. Right. I want it so badly <laughs> for him to just be like, oh, all right, here you go. Yeah, Let me, it's right here, here you go. In, Here's the law. And then he's like, oh, well. Would anyone like a pretzel? <laughs> right. I didn't credits. I didn't realize he was actually going to show me the law. Is because this is this is something that confused me. Is part of the I, I don't understand the philosophy of this movie at all because it is the worst philosophy of any movie we've ever watched. But is part of the philosophy of this movie that like 
atheists and secularists and the ACLU don't actually have a legal basis for the things that we're doing? Yes. Yes. That like is that when exactly you get right down to it, there's nothing in the Constitution that says you can't have a state established religion. <laughs> That's, they all say because the words separation of church and state are not in the Constitution. You know, they, that comes from, I think, a letter from uh, Jefferson that was written afterwards as an explanation of what they were trying to do with the Constitution. But anyway, because the word separation... No, uh, sorry, I hate to interrupt you, but that was actually Hitler. I read a meme on oh, the internet the other day. Hitler invented the phrase separation of church and state. So when you say Hitler, you say separation... Sorry. Yeah, Adolf about- Hitler was our third president, uh- right? <laughs> Oh no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. He was our uh, he was our 44th president, right? <laughs> Almost, not yet, not yet. Don't spill the beans quite yet. So now we 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 move over to the red and black moment of the movie where all the kids are planning this dick move we've been alluding to in which they are going to um hijack the play. Right, <laughs> which by the way, in the planning meeting, the little girl goes, I've never heard this story. And it's like, oh, you've never heard of the Christmas story? And the girl's like, well, I've never read the Bible. And I'm like, oh, but have you been on Earth? Have you been well, I was say, the in Christmas America? Story isn't in the Bible. <laughs> I've read also, that motherfucker. If you've never read the Bible, what are you doing in this planning meeting? <laughs> right? <laughs> She's just contentious. She would have done anything. Right. They could have been like, we're going to pour some blood on the director. She would have been like, I'm down. Let's do it. Yes. Cut my thigh. I want to feel alive again. <laughs> Burn me. Burn me with a cigarette. <laughs> I actually did write a thing. I, I wrote a thing later on that was like Reagan's. Oh, I, Trudy. Trudy is the one that was like, it feels so wrong and feels so right. Yeah. Uh-huh. And I wrote, Trudy needs to call me in five years. <laughs> <laughs> I think I wrote. I, I believe Trudy's autistic. Stop making fun of her. Right. Cause again, this movie, this movie takes, it, again, because it was written by a drunk uncle over a Thanksgiving table mm-hmm. after he took a <laughs> bottle of cognac into the closet in the kitchen for a half hour. <laughs> oh, really? Were you looking for sugar? You didn't come out with sugar. This, this movie has all sorts of moments where they just throw stuff in. Like a character will just be like, and they all smell different. Wait, what? <laughs> I don't know, man. It was in the script, but I, I, I love their little, their little scene where they're all trying to come up with names and it's like operation jade helm <laughs> government shot first at waco jet fuel doesn't burn that hot i apologize operation reptilians <laughs> you've been on the internet with bob haven't you so they decide they're gonna do the thing mm-hmm. wait wait I, but before before we move on i want to say a little something about um christian children I don't want to be too negative about Christians. Like, I have friends that are born again Christians and, you know, they, that they sounds have really a drug problem or whatever, or like they find Christianity at some point. I'm sorry. I, I want to just, I, I'm going to rephrase that. Christianity takes advantage of them when they're at their lowest. Continue. <laughs> uh, <laughs> sure. <laughs> sure. But it's, it's a good thing for some people. Not for me, not for you, but for some people, it can be a positive thing in their lives. I vehemently disagree, but I'll let you keep talking. Go ahead. Edit point. <laughs> We're going to remix that so Micah's like, Christianity is the devil. I'll fight anyone who's a Christian. The Jews started all the wars. <laughs> 
I gave Jared from Subway those pictures. <laughs> <laughs> Rip it straight from the O'Reilly factory. We're awesome. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, but you were saying. You were saying. No, it's okay. You can be wrong about your point. Uh, the, uh, the, the point, the point I'm, the point I'm trying to make is that, like, the opening montage of the, the kids when they're young, like, having a good Christian time is the worst. It's a real bad time. They're all like, <laughs> they're all like negative towards each other and like saying how, sh- how like, oh, you can't sing and blah, 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 blah. And then this brainstorming session of like, they're, they're trying to be sneaky about something that is the lamest thing I have ever heard of. Right. They're like, yeah. how can we be more like our parents? Right. How can we ruin the Christmas play? Right. Yeah. And, and it's also, yeah, we're, we're going to ruin theater. Let's, let's, <laughs> let's do, to, 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 to make our parents proud. It's, uh, when you're talking about, uh, you know, Christianity taking advantage of people at their lowest. I think this is when Christianity takes advantage of people yeah. at their lowest. Yeah, exactly. When they're little kids and when, don't know when they're, better. When they're trying to learn about the world and that kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, not when people have learned about the world and they're like, the only thing that I have to, like, stabilize me is my belief in God. I, I have no problem with that. Yeah, I mean, you know, listen, I'm all for kicking a crutch out from underneath people. <laughs> Mike is just like, I don't know, I think they really need that. No, no, they fucking don't. <laughs> this gold bricker walks. So, so now I guess um, the the, uh, the hammer comes to have a talk with him, but he's too late because the mayor's headed out with Jim Bob to go get themselves a Christmas tree for the courthouse lawn. And I and th- so the truck trucker tries to keep him entertained, and apparently he needs another bump or something, or had one too many because he starts... Uh, like you know, I guess comic reliefing all over the place. I don't know. I think they they got they probably got spoiled with the um, with the drama director. And they're like, this guy can do it. Yeah, right. Uh, but- just just drive the truck and go for it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and this is another experience, Micah. You can you can relate to this one as well, which is where you have been hired to act in a film or TV show or something and improvise. And then their uncle Dan, who got a part because he has the biggest car and loaded all the props into it, has also been told to improvise. So you're like, hey, Uncle Dan. And he's like, I have a gun. Give me a blowjob. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I assume this harmonica scene is for that director. It was 90% I have a gun, give me a blowjob, and they just edited together him singing these <laughs> songs. <laughs> it's like, all right, we'll take it again. God, we're burning through film like that. All right, so no guns, no blowjobs. We got, all we want you to do is improvise some Christmas songs. <laughs> Oh, look at me. I'm uh, Britney Spears. Fuck me in the ass. God damn. Man. God, man, when he, when he gets the spirit, he really gets the spirit. <laughs> oh boy. Oh shit. Uh, what do you got? What do you guys think it was actually like to work on this, uh, on this project? Like if you're, if you're part of the grip, uh, <laughs> staff or like if you're one of the extras, you're like, what the hell? Like, okay. What is going on? You're, 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 you're <laughs> chuckling again, Noah, that we can see the boom when you chuckle. Quit laughing at the dialogue. <laughs> um, and then we cut over to the mission, uh, which we've talked about, but we haven't seen. And this is where we learn that uh, Hill Valley or whatever has a terrible homelessness problem. Right. 
There are nine people in the town, but there are 25 homeless people in this mission. <laughs> now I see why they're so pissed about him spending money on all these Christmas decorations. It's like, yeah, invest right. in the fucking economy, yeah, bro. Yeah. Maybe the mayor spent some time at the soup kitchen instead of renting yeah. large construction equipment for decorations for him to operate himself. <laughs> the mom is helping this mute homeless woman into a coat, which is, by the way, like a fur coat. It's not It's not like a stay warm in winter coat. It's like, I'm ready for my close-up. Yeah, right. <laughs> So she puts her in this fur coat and then she hugs her and whispers yes, in her ear, yes. Jesus loves you. Yeah. I wanted the woman so bad to whisper back, I'm Jewish. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a Hindu bitch. Having a great fiscal quarter, but yeah, I don't know. It's weird. Uh, so, <laughs> and now there was also a, a real interesting line here where the, the hot mom asked the grandma, she's like, does Bob blame me for his son dying? And the answer is yes. Yeah, yes, more or less. Does. Yes. Uh, he, yeah, he has a he has a hard time with emotions. Uh, doesn't exactly know where to put them. Uh, he just tends to uh, ride his motorcycle when he should be in therapy. <laughs> look at his sadness box. Oh, and, and then she gets the letter at the last second where we find out that the health department is going to shut down the mission because of Christmas. And it's just, it's one of the, another one of these moments in this movie where they're like, oh yeah, because the ACLU has power over the health department, which has power over the veterans home, which is, right. it's just all one giant government that's coming down on this little town for their fucking Christmas tree. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He can pull all the strings from his office. But here's the interesting thing. If this is not in the, I, I lived in a universe in which that was not related, and so they just had terrible health standards, like rats were eating into the coats they were giving to the homeless people, and they were just like, and they were like, can you believe they're going to shut down the mission? Yeah, that lady died of diphtheria. Well, that's not the point. It's not the point. She's fine now. No, she's dead. Well, she's fine with Jesus. <laughs> And then we cut to the part we've all been waiting for. This is the first rehearsal for the ritual to resurrect L. Ron Hubbard that is their winter play. <laughs> oh, right. yeah. Here we go. And <laughs> where he does the plutonia. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly, exactly. So they're, they're, they're doing this weird dance number with this weird music, the weird chirping or whatever. Weird or brilliant? <laughs> And now there's this great moment I, that I absolutely fucking love. Okay, so they're still trying to figure out how they're going to pull off this illegal hijacking of this public school play. And the janitor has this – he's fucking with this door in this closet, and he's going, <laughs> oh, boy, does this door lock really tight such that one might easily become trapped within it for an extended period of time <laughs> if one were to accidentally get into it. Door keeps sticking, sticky door. St it was like Michigan J. Frog. Like, We're shadowing a sticky door. What? What? Ribbit. Nothing. In my mind, that's how this janitor talks to himself whenever he janitors. So he's just downstairs. Damn radiator burns hot, full of fire, heats up water, goes into the pipes, warms the building. Ain't no law says the radiator ain't allowed in school. No one asked you about that, man. All right, just checking. I was in Nam. <laughs> Literally, just saying this the character. That I see. <laughs> and also, okay, so so Bob's put up his big Christmas tree out on the uh, front lawn here, um, and uh, apparently all the atheists have gathered for a no Christmas protest, just yeah. like 
in nowhere ever. <laughs> With Four Fred of them. Williamson smoking his evil cigar menacingly <laughs> toward the camera. And there exactly. could not be less of a, I know it's supposed to be the intention of the movie that like there's so few atheists because it's just a few soreheads, but this could not be a less right. enthusiastic <laughs> atheist protest. It's just like Three people with their uppity glasses being like, we can read. We can read. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, now we cut over to uh, to a town hall meeting. But first we get this creepy little bit where Bob and the hammer run into each other in the men's room. And from the way they're talking, I expected the hammer to rape him. Yeah, absolutely. I was like, oh, this is going to be unforgivable all over again. (laughs) Fight back, Jodie Foster. But... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but he didn't, unfortunately. Uh, they just <laughs> did the colored bubbles speech from uh, Runaway Jury, and then they moved on. Big letdown. And this is when Mayor, uh, he comes into the, the hammer comes into the meeting and mm-hmm, says, yeah. you have overstepped your boundaries. And literally, like the joke I made about the earlier scene, he goes, you did. You. <laughs> he yeah. actually says it back to Quite yeah. literally. Yeah. I know you are, but what am I? Is the literal script of this movie. <laughs> yeah, the, the whole scene is like angry black guy versus calm white guy saying the same thing only softly. Yes, like, exactly. You have overstepped your boundaries. You have overstepped your boundaries, and I'm calmer than you are. Like, <laughs> you're taking the law into your own hands, motherfucker. You, my good man, have taken the law into your own hands, and I'm very relaxed and confident. <laughs> right. And I also want to point out that while Bob is justifying his Christmas theocratic takeover or whatever, um, he says that would be like not honoring Christopher Columbus on Columbus Day. Yeah. Yes. Right. Yeah. Yes, it would. It would Correct. be like yes. that. Which would be a he good was like, idea what would we call it? Great awful. Explorers Day? And it'd be like, yeah, I mean, we could, we could start by talking about some great explorers yeah. as <laughs> opposed to a failed Spaniard who died in bankruptcy and wanted to enslave everyone he found when he was lost at sea. Yeah, That exactly. would be fine. It's, it's, it's tough to go bankrupt as a slave trader. That's that's depressing. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's like if I got lost in the Bronx and I was just like, we could kill all these people. <laughs> <laughs> Modern day Columbus. So and then and then Hammer pulls out his uh he's got his trump card. He goes, "Well, I obtained a directive from the judiciary." He's like, "Why don't you just say I got a court order, motherfucker?" I obtained yeah, I got a, a court order. I hear I have a court order. A, <laughs> at which In point my the protagonist of this movie tries to hit him. The protagonist of this film is like, "I'll fucking kill you, N-word." And it's like, "Oh, all right." <laughs> if 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 Bob had called Hammer the N-word at one point in this movie, we wouldn't be like, that's so out of character for him. I think he did with his eyes and subtext. <laughs> yes, exactly. He goes, I have in my hand a court order that says I can demolish your Christmas tree with a medium-grade explosive if I want to. And he, he's like, you did what? Hold me back. No, no, no seriously. He's hold, enormous. Hold me back. Hold me back. You did what? You did what? And then blackfellers can fight. Yeah, so apparently separation of powers is un-American. Fuck the judiciary. And then we go back to our weird little Scientology ritual rehearsal um, where they're singing a secularized version of Silent Night. That Which I... is totally fine, by the way. Right, right. The version I, of Silent I, Night they're thinking is like winter night. And I was literally sitting there and I wrote in my notes, this is nice. This is a nice yeah. little song about winter. Absolutely. Yeah, think, round think, yon snowman. I liked it. I think we can all agree secular it. Silent Night with... Aliens and Snow Leprechauns is a way better song. Yes, no question. <laughs> song doesn't count unless it's about a 16-year-old rape victim who <laughs> lies to her husband. <laughs> <laughs> I want, 
this alien better lie to its husband about getting <laughs> fucked or else I'm not fucking watching this school play anymore. Also, it's the same melody. It's a great song. <laughs> yeah, it Silent is. Silent Night is a wonderful song. It's a song. beautiful tune, yeah. Even in German, in, in English, and even with this new writing, it doesn't <laughs> matter what you're saying. That melody is the shit. See, this is why all Jewish songs are terrible, so no one ever changes the words. They're all like, 45 more minutes. This is why everyone tries to kill us. That's where anti-Semitism starts, guys. The neighbors of Jews just being like, really? Anything? Have you heard any music in the last 85 million years? The ancient Sumerians had like bongos and stuff. What Jewish instruments have you heard of? None. The Jews came up with no instruments. Bye, God. Bye, bye, God. Bye, bye, bye. So expensive. Bye, bye. Hey, that David could wail on the fucking harp, bro. That's true. So, and then we go back, we cut back to the uh, the kids, like, finalizing their plans for their play takeover. Um, and at one point, they're, they're going like, do you think the audience will like it? Do you think they'll understand that it's all about peace and love and joy? It's like, no, they're probably going to think that you kidnapped the drama teacher and fucking hijacked the play. Right. I wrote in my notes, Trudy might be retarded, guys. Let's take this seriously. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> Trudy's asking questions that make me worry about her. Everyone else is like, great, so you'll secure the curtains. You'll get the light box. Trudy, what are you going to do? Breathe through my nose. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Good, good stuff, Trudy. Oh, shit. Yes, inspired by Bob's bravery, all the neighborhood kids have banded together to stage a theocratic takeover of their school. But as we know, what goes up must come down unless it breaks orbital velocity, is too light to be captured by Earth's atmosphere, or is Jesus. So as the hammer slowly draws his plans against them, we'll take a quick break. But before we do, I want to give Act 3 the hard sell. Will America freedom Jesus? Will Jesus freedom America? Will freedom freedom freedom? Find out the Jesus to America questions and freedom when we Jesus back for Act Freedom of America, America, Jesus. This is the hammer. I disembarked on this present excursion with the expectation of obtaining a calescent discus of bovine comestible accompanied by a substantial receptacle of sacriferous libations. Yes, sir. Would you like fries with that? Hey, son. I was just recording to tell you that I love you. I was thinking today about freedom and hey, freedom. Man, what are you doing? Oh, I'm, I was just sending a message home to my wife and kid. We're in an active war zone. Like, you can see us in the shot behind you now. Now is literally the worst time possible for you to be doing that. Well, we had some downtime, and I thought I would just, you know, make a little. Make a like, video on a camcorder to send to your wife and unborn child? Yeah, well, yes. I mean, how do you even have that? That seems unwieldy and fragile. Oh, it is very much so, yeah. And then you mail the tapes home? Yes, I do. I mean, you don't just mail tapes with our location and command on them, right? Yes. Sir, the enemy has found us. Damn it, man! I died for freedom. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, 
And despite the felonious Halloween decorations on my house, we remain unincarcerated for the exciting conclusion of the last ounce of sanity. And while Bob's convictions remain unwavering, it would appear that the good people of Mount Columbus elected a bunch of Judas Iscariots to the city council because we learn in the next scene that those bastards have decided to turn their backs on Christmas. Yeah, and we basically, so they have decided to not do Christmas? Well, like, what are, What are we supposed to believe so they decided? So the council is sitting there and they're going, hmm, federal funding for veterans or keep the Jesus statue up? Veterans, Jesus statue. Tough choice. And Bob is like, Jesus statue, yeah. guys! Fucking <laughs> Jesus <laughs> statue! <laughs> Aren't you a veteran? Not the point. <laughs> Jesus statue. Jesus statue. He's trying to start a USA champ by Jesus himself. Statue. USA. Jesus statue. Shut up, Bob. Statue. USA. <laughs> Bob, holding up both your hands doesn't mean you get two votes. I'm the mayor. That's what I want. And, of course, we cut over to Grandma's Christmas party, but no one came to the party because she didn't write holiday on the cards, that bitch. Right. So instead, they invite all of the homeless people to their party. And I wanted so badly a montage of just homeless people fucking on their beds and stealing their shit and crapping in the sh- corners. <laughs> this was a mistake. We should have just taken everything party. out of the fucking. Somebody uh, upper deckered us. That's just. Yeah. That's just mean. Why would you? Yeah, you don't want the homeless people hanging out at the pharmacist's house, generally speaking. <laughs> uh, but apparently. Honey, have you seen any of my prescription pads? Nope. <laughs> Not a goddamn one now that you mention it. Uh, but I'll tell you what, if, if, if anything, uh, is gonna turn on a couple of Christians, uh, it's gonna be a bunch of homeless people trying to get shelter on Christmas Eve, apparently, because this gets hot mom and cop so fucking pants smoking here that they run into the kitchen, and I think they were gonna fuck right there in the kitchen, except the phone rang. Oh yeah, no, there's no question that we were, that we were a two minute cutscene away from this turning into graphic pornography. Guys, 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 that was not the subtext of this scene. <laughs> he wanted to marry her. I just, I, I wonder what would have happened if people had shown up to their Christmas party and then the homeless people came and were like, hey, you said, you said we could come over. <laughs> No, 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 no. People showed up. I said it, I said it was contingent that nobody came. Everyone was just late. You can wait outside. Whatever food we don't finish is all yours. Jesus loves you. You belong out here. <laughs> With your smudgy homeless faces. <laughs> that, that was, that was like classic Dickens like, okay, how, how can we, how can we differentiate these white people from these white people? Make them um, chimney sweep. I got coal a miners. bunch of charcoal. Yeah. It, Stop I mean, drilling, you've hit gold. <laughs> you had me and I've got a bunch of. The back, the back story is they're working with coal all the time. Oh. <laughs> um, and so the phone call that the, the cock blocking phone call in question is uh, from the town that wants to let everybody know that apparently they've just pulled Bob's Christmas tree down like it was the statue of Saddam Hussein. Yes, exactly. They- I wrote in my notes, this is not a safe way to take down a Christmas no, tree, nor is this how things work. It gets pulled down amidst several explosions, as far as I can tell from the CGI. And also, let's let's just assume for a second that you remove trees like that. Clearly not. But the chain that you attach to a truck to then pull a tree down, it needs to be longer than the height of the tree. Or 
else it kills the guy in the truck when it falls <laughs> Alright, now here's the deal, Steve. You're going to have to drive real fucking fast because this thing <laughs> is coming down on top of you. I do not know how long the hypotenuse of this triangle is. I did not pay attention in math. What I know is that if you don't go fast enough, you will be crushed by a giant tree. <laughs> you got to beat 9.8 meters per second yeah. squared. You're fucked. This is the least realistic taking down of a tree I've ever seen. They might as well have shot it down with a Black Hawk helicopter. That's so <laughs> The hammer has his own helicopter. That's right. Also, the the hammer puts out one of the angels like a cigarette. He just yes! he, he squishes his foot into it. And if if I know anything about lawyers, is they have a strong emotional connection to every case that they work. Yes, they they really really take it to heart. And so he's. he's He's just going to grind this angel into the sidewalk. I wrote my notes. Take that, you fucking angel. He kills it like Lord Farquhar trying to torture the gummy bear buttons off the (laughs) fucking gingerbread man in Shrek. It's just a scene where he waterboards that angel. Also, And then we learn that he got fired from being mayor. Yeah, well, he got swift boated. Um, there's a, there's right. a, the fucking right, exactly. headline in the newspaper says fraud, mayor, not a war hero. Yeah. And I'm sorry, but you don't stop being a war hero if like one thing you did, like we're about to find out that one of his missions didn't work when he was back in Vietnam. Mm-hmm. It's not like, it's not like batting average, like a hall of fame <laughs> situation. And then you get removed from the hall because they found out you You're were a fuck a rod. He could never hit it when he needed it. <laughs> exactly. Also, another weird thing about that part of the movie where it's like he's not a hero because his mission didn't go wrong. The only person who survived the mission that went wrong is the janitor. So are we mm-hmm. supposed to believe the janitor is the one who called the paper and was like, right, exactly. hey, just so you know, he fucked up one time. <laughs> well, this is a world where uh, when you are in war, you are a war hero, and that means you can do everything. So if you are not a war hero then that means you can't do anything. I see. Right. And that is, actually does that actually makes sense in the logic of this film, yeah. That's This is why John McCain's not a hero. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. See now, Ben Carson explained that if he had been captured by the Viet Cong, he would have told them to capture someone else and then they would have <laughs> <laughs> No, you want that guy over there. Um so the uh <laughs> Like it's a Bugs Bunny cartoon? Yeah. <laughs> exactly, yes. Why, I'm just a little old lady. You must be looking yeah. for a gentleman. Uh, he would have been a very pretty Viet Cong soldier, and they would have been like, oh! <laughs> switched himself for a bomb. That oh, no, 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 no. I, I work for Ho Chi Minh. <laughs> <laughs> don't, whatever you do, don't look in that box over there. So then he has this confession scene with his wife where he's trying to tell the story of the mission that went wrong. And this mm. couldn't, this is like if they, listen, I don't know anything about the military, obviously. So this is like I had written this scene because he was like, we had to get to the extraction point and be extracted. <laughs> but then we hit a tripwire and there were the bombs explosions that was bad then also guns were there everyone died not me that's what happened and now we get the the money shot of the movie which is bob not knowing how pulleys work 
So right. he's tied a rope to the giant cross, and he's pulling it up. And it's not like a really big cross, so he could probably have just carried it up the stairs and, and, and lowered it down. It would have been easier. That's not so, nearly as dramatic, though. No, like, exactly. Uh, so we get this very dramatic event pulling the fucking thing up with a rope. And apparently, by the way, ain't nothing going on in Mount Columbus because like five different news stations have sent affiliates to Bob yanking a fucking cross up the side of a mission. I- I'm picturing a lot of people that died in a fire while a bunch of fire trucks had to deal with this idiot mayor on the roof. Yeah, right, right. I mean, with, within, within, within the world of this, there's, there's so many things that could have gone wrong that, like, if he had dropped the cross, uh, that's the end of oh, it. Oh, shit. If, you know, like, that, that would have been, like, just within the world, just like, oh, I was kind of a jerk. Yeah. I'm, I'm sorry, I dropped the cross on one of the homeless people. And also... <laughs> The mom runs down and whispers in her ear, Jesus loves you. It doesn't feel like it. <laughs> <laughs> and this this is a point where you've got tons of extras here. You've got every, like the entire, this is not a skeleton crew that's working on this thing. There's literally no, hundreds no. of people here to listen to this speech that this guy's making. And even in context, I was like, this guy's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yes. John Galt. Radio. Yes. Combo. In his Braveheart Freedom speech, there's just a couple moments I want to touch on. He says, uh, he says, people are coming like a thief in the night for our freedom. Jesus comes like a th- thief in the night, not the bad guys. That's the good, <laughs> the good guy in your book comes like thief a thief in the night. In the movie night. game points. Nice. Then he says the enemy is taking inches. Never talks about who that is. I assume it's the ACLU. Yes, we're the enemy. Uh, and then he's, his last line of his speech is, we fight for freedom, which is directly out of Braveheart. Yes, yes. Oh, and then, of course, after he's done all of this, they have to arrest him for felonious cross-raising. And and I'm thinking the whole time, like, the cops walking out there going, like, Bob, you just needed a permit. If you'd gotten a permit, we could have done this in the day, and it wouldn't have been, like, this big deal. We wouldn't have brought the fire department out. I have to arrest you now, you dick. I don't have time for permits. I got to... <laughs> I got to get the crane out here. I had to do all this stuff myself. <laughs> they have no employees. Hire some of these homeless people, motherfucker. <laughs> anyway. No. So they throw, or, I'm sorry, they're about to throw him in the cop car, but the grandson stops the cop and, and, and puts the Medal of Honor on him. He's like, if you weren't a hero before, you pulled that cross up most of the way on that rope before we helped you. So you're a hero now. Yeah, I wrote, if you weren't a hero for war stuff, you're a hero for yelling on a roof. <laughs> also he stops a cop car he like runs up and he's like hey yeah. wait a second cop cars don't do that cop no. cars don't, oh wait wait he's got something to say to him you're thinking of a taxi <laughs> <laughs> now the movie could be over at this point but it refuses so now we go uh to the newscaster but keep in mind this is a newscaster who is not a character in the movie <laughs> She's not even the newscaster that's been like talking about stuff because there is a newscaster that's been talking about stuff repeatedly in the movie, but it's not her. It's she's she's the anchor that they cut back to after. I don't know that this woman has had a spoken line in the entire fucking movie. Oh, at all? No, at, and at then, all. So like we we see the the thing the wrap up with the news. Oh well, the uh, the grandpa is a hero after all, and he's and fuck the Grinch and blah blah blah. And back to you guys, and we go back to the fucking newscasters the, the 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 anchors and the woman anchor just pulls her microphone off and she's like fuck all this shit i'm out of here yeah and, i and wrote like i wrote fuck it we'll do it live <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh. 
Right. Which, <laughs> it's the fucking craziest thing in the world that she's just... Yeah, this is so not a character, and it's not a twist. There's nothing that's led us no. to think about this. So it's no. like if at the end of The Sixth Sense, Bruce Willis turned out to be the lady at the bottom of the pool. It doesn't make any fucking sense. There's no... There's nothing that led us to that. It was really... This storyline was a good attempt, uh, but poorly executed. I, I think you're being super generous. Uh, so, <laughs> so now we're in. Uh, we, we've got uh, we've got Bob in jail, and geriatric Aaron Ra is there. Now, keep in mind that this is a character that we've just sort of seen in the background a couple of times. That looks like, you know, Willie Nelson fucked uh, 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 Sam Elliott. Yeah, and he's in the jail cell next to him. And he's got a radio. He's got like a little Holocaust radio. Like a gramophone. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And, and he's like, well, you did the right thing, Bob. Now you can listen to the play on my radio from yeah. 1896. How does he have, at which point I wrote in my notes, how does he have radio to the Christmas play? Is the Christmas play being played over the radio? <laughs> oh, we learned, we learned later that it was not. No, right, no, right, exactly. No. He's just he magical. Has, he has PTSD. He, we, we know this. Happens. We know this yeah. at the end. That guy's magical. Mm-hmm. I, <laughs> I, I, I could be wrong, but I think that was an attempt to like throw back to Vietnam. That little, uh, that little radio unit. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, that's when he is when his PS, PTSD kicks in. He sees little radios like that, and everything yeah. turns back to 1960s technology. That's why he's trying to keep himself so busy. He's got all these flashbacks. <laughs> he's like, if he's alone by himself in a jail cell, he'll start seeing these guys. Oh, <laughs> uh, there's Jimmy Two Tongues. When we used to get lonely out in the jungle, you just cuddle up next to Jimmy Two Tongues. He didn't mind. He call you could call him whatever name you had waiting for you back at home. Hey man, there's no one in your cell with you. <laughs> well, thank God my family's here. Jeez. <laughs> so now we cut over back over to Dianetics the musical or whatever, where they're um they're getting ready for this crazy play. Was that an attempt? To uh, spoof Scientology, was that the attempt or, or no? No way. No one I, I who serious... was part of this movie was smart Big enough accident. to do that. But no, I think it was just supposed to represent, you know, how bad and shitty everything is when you take the Jesus out of it. Also, it's like because it's about space and like scientists, all they care about is space, right? So yeah, it was like, yeah, you're right. I don't know right, what, right. what would atheists make a Christmas thing about? I don't know something real like space. <laughs> probably pluto pluto's really cool i bet they'd want to talk about how real pluto is so now okay so now madison and and whatever the friend's name is they come on stage um so they just stand there for a really long time and that the director's getting nervous and the principal's getting nervous and then they just start stripping on stage. Yeah. Now, we know that they're like wearing like robes or whatever underneath so that they can be wise men or shepherds in the, in the fucking, uh, Christmas pageant or whatever. But all anyone else knows is that like clearly they're not doing what they're supposed to do. The drama teacher is freaking out and the two girls start taking their clothes off. And I'm thinking, again, this could get way better if you went a different direction with it. Yeah. But instead, no, they, they do but it. The no, but and also no one in the audience of this children's play objects to the kids getting naked. They're just like, no, no, no. Let's see what they're doing. <laughs> right, right, they exactly. appear to be taking their clothes off, but let's see what they're going to do with it. <laughs> and then the play turns into Linus's monologue from uh, Charlie Brown's Christmas special. Um, oh, I, I'm sorry. First, they f- fucking falsely imprison the the drama teacher. They kidnap the motherfucker. This is a felony. Yeah, they kidnap him with help from the janitor 
and yes. Christian mouths to the janitor as though this movie were not racist enough. You the man. Because <laughs> he's black. Because he's black. Because he's the only black character that isn't the evil bad guy. Thanks, my N-word. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> black Panther fist. So, all right. So now if you were... If you were just, just a shot of Christian and the janitor Black standing power. on the Olympic podium, just face <laughs> facing away with what that poor Australian guy. Yeah, all right. What the fuck's wrong with these guys? Um, so now, just in case you were thinking to yourself, "Wow, you know, staging a fucking coup and committing felonies so that you can turn a secular public school play into a proselytization for your religion—that's offensive." They haven't even gotten warmed up. Yeah. Goosebumps all up and down my back. Oh, man. I was so ashamed sitting alone in my apartment watching this. My, my skin, my, 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 the hair on my arms is standing on end and I'm like, this is ridiculous. This is so inappropriate. I have a lot of respect for theater and they are just trampling all over it and my body loves it. <laughs> and and I, I think I think that goes to the the composer again. I think he did a great job with the music. It, it must have been the score because it sure wasn't the script. Holy shit! So now they're, they're doing their little Christmas play, and Christian, who didn't want to be a part of this, and now he does or whatever, steps on in the middle of this other girl's lines and starts like parroting her lines, which is right. strikes me as an incredibly dick move. But it only seems like a dick move because I couldn't yet compare it to what he was about to do next. Right. So he lowers the screen, right, and mm. plugs in. Do you remember that tape from the beginning of the movie? Oh, I think you do. I think you do. <laughs> I think you do. Because he's about to play it for an entire theater of families, children and yes. adults. Yes. Children and adults. That's important. So it's a video of his dad, and his dad's like, oh, Carrie, I miss you. And I wanted so badly for it to turn into dirty talk for him to be like, <laughs> oh, I want your tongue in my ass. Gonna ride what? you like the little bitch you are. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Come on. I'm gonna shit but right onto was... your chest and you're gonna eat every <laughs> drop when I get home. But what, but what he actually I've showed them. I've had nothing but and falafel Whoa. for seven <laughs> But what he actually showed back them. Back it up, back it up. Don't you run from this, Worse Micah. than that. Yeah, less appropriate than a Cleveland yes, steamer video. Exactly. Yes. The, the, the actual video he played was even more inappropriate. Inappropriate. Because this is a video of his dad dying in war. Well, oh, very so literally. This is his dad in a combat zone in war. So that's the first problem. His right. dad, they're right. in a combat zone, like, apparently under attack, and he, his dad has chosen this moment to set up a camera and do a little fucking Skype call. As though right. no one would have turned to him and been like, hey man, now's not the time to fucking do that. Put that away. They're shooting at us. Well, one second, I just want to say hi to my wife. No! <laughs> But when it ended, they got the respect of the lone soldier in yes. fatigues with a broken arm. Yes, yeah, he was even injured. Fifty-five. <laughs> what was that all about? <laughs> that guy's backstory is so interesting to me. <laughs> Wait, so just to explain the, so he's giving the message and he's like, freedom is worth the blah. People would be killed for celebrating Christmas here. Yeah, so quit your bitching, Bob. And then. He gets his unit gets hit by a rocket and he dies on camera. Now the the, the camera is fine. The camera is Camera's rocket fine. proof. Oh yeah, 
and that so is Canon the. Oh yeah, did you see the size of that camera? Of course, it's rocket <laughs> Right. <laughs> And like an old VCR. And the guy, he dies with his face literally in the frame still. That yeah. Was, that was fortunate. It would have been great, though, if Dad said, like, like, goodbye to his secret gay lover before he dies on camera. I was waiting for something, <laughs> something fun. Oh, yeah, Tommy so just, Two Tongues, I always loved you. Fuck, <laughs> exactly. Carrie. So, Carrie, put your panties in your mouth. <laughs> That's his last word. <laughs> Put your panties in your mouth. Put her shit down your throat. Wait, I, th- I think I missed. I think I missed the uh, side story of Barry Two Tongues. <laughs> He's got two tongues, and he he can he can whisper in both your ears at the same time. He's a super popular you, dude. Give you peace war. in wartime. So, <laughs> so just a quick recap. Imagine that you're a member of this audience. You've gone to see your kid in a Christmas play. So already you weren't expecting to have a good time. So you get a weird Scientology ritual, a couple of girls halfway stripping, um, a Christmas story, a snuff film, and now instead of instead of a slow clap, we get a slow salute. Yes, that's what's happening. The audience is now saluting them. I which- really wanted that soldier to be like, stand up, slowly stand up, and go... What did you just show us? <laughs> it's Christmas Eve. <laughs> I came to here. a high school theater <laughs> to watch a play in my fatigues with my arm sling like I do every Christmas Eve. I don't want to see this pornography. <laughs> Trigger warning, bro. Trigger warning. <laughs> I was here to see my niece dance in a space play. And instead... You showed me images of a war that I was just wounded in four <laughs> weeks ago. <laughs> I am leaving. I would like my $6 suggested donation back. You know what? I'm going to return the half of Snickers that I ate. <laughs> That's how pissed I am now. <laughs> they show the two black extras in the audience. They they agree with the death video. They think it was a little harsh, but still appropriate. And they're nodding along like, yeah, yeah. This is pretty good. good. White pretty lives yeah. matter, too. He's right. That's fair. That's fair. They do. I, they I, really had, a, do. I had a little bit of an us. issue with, with some of the uh, extras acting. Uh, it was, <laughs> Did it was, you? Like, if we had heard what they were saying, because I could read their lips, it was, yeah! 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 Right! Yeah! Yeah! There's like, there's like, every time you cut to a black extra, they were going, yeah! Okay! Alright! I'm, I'm one of five black people in this town, and uh, yeah, I think I'm gonna move! We approve this! We approve this! Absolutely! Yeah. yeah. Let me just let me just keep nodding until I can get my U-Haul packed and I'm, I'm Okay. And I guess at some point during the play the um the statute of limitations on il- illegal cross mounting expired. So now we cut back to the church or to the jail rather where they're letting Bob go. Yeah, they're letting him go and everyone is there to cheer him on like, "Yay, you trespassed." <laughs> yeah, exactly. And he has yeah, he, he has the uh the uh makeup scene where he 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 apologizes and he says, "I'm sorry I blamed you for the Iraq war." <laughs> <laughs> 
to his daughter. <laughs> yeah, the hot mom. And then he t- explains to everybody that, oh, you know, I'm really proud of uh, Chris. I listened to him on my magic radio here. Everybody's like, well, it wasn't broadcast on radio. And he's like, well, then geriatric R&Raw was Jesus. Right. Or something. Anyway. Oh, oh, and, oh, and the final, the final thing where he's, he's in the back. Yeah. And then, and then he starts glimmering. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he like fucking disappears like, like a like a vampire. Yeah, right. like, yeah exactly. And, like a twilight vampire in the daytime. Yeah, he's like, ah, I'm under a street lamp. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I walked under a street lamp. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Clarence, where'd you go? Yeah, apparently ah, they ah, have it. Ah, 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 <laughs> can't anybody else see me? I'm on fire here. <laughs> Apparently they had money for like eight seconds of After Effects, and damn it, they were going to use it. So, and also, by the way, why does this whole family hang out at the jail? Right, so he's in the jail, and then the grandma and the and the um, daughter-in-law come to see him, and then as he's coming out, the daughter, the estranged daughter, who turns out to be that newscaster. By the way, that's what that was all about. She's the lesbian daughter that they ran off. Didn't see that coming. What? Exciting. <laughs> didn't see that coming because the movie gave no indication it would happen. Oh. Yeah, exactly. Blew exactly. my mind right here. Mind blown. <laughs> and also, this is where uh, uh, the grandson shows up, too. So apparently, they all just meet at the jail every Friday. I, I, Guys, I if we ever get lost, just meet at the jail. Just <laughs> yeah. meet at the local jail. Grandpa will probably be there. He has episodes. Right. Um, so then they walk out, and apparently, it's not just their family. The whole goddamn town is assembled at the jail to cheer and sing Christmas carols for Bob when he gets out, which would have been a real bitch if they didn't let him out until the morning. You know, those people would have been freezing. <laughs> and they sing the real Jesus-y ones this time. Yeah, yeah exactly. Sing the exactly. real Christmas no, songs, no not the ones that just mention Christmas, yeah. but they're like Christmassy Christmas. <laughs> was yeah. Trudy Pigtails the singer? I think that was Reagan. Tru- Reagan was she? I think. I think uh, well, it, one, one, a beautiful voice, beautiful voice. <laughs> <laughs> and then, so then the hammer comes one last time, and he's like, <laughs> and the cops like. First of all, he does not suggest that he's going to tell. He's going to try and arrest everyone for singing Christmas songs. A thing that is so not a thing that I can't believe it even made it into the movie. <laughs> yes. But basically the cop's like, you're going to arrest everybody for singing, Christmas. singing Christmas songs? <laughs> I thought you were against prison overcrowding. What? Oh, shit. It's like, you get it? Sick you get it? Burn. Hold on. I just got to arrest this Jew with the shofar first. The war on drugs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> By the way, uh, that sort of mob mentality is how Jim Crow laws worked. Right, <laughs> I don't yes. Think, you know, that wasn't brought up, but that's exactly how Jim Oh, they Crow cut it, but everyone ended up hanging Warren Hammerschmidt. It was a big <laughs> There's a whole other movie about they all murdered Warren Hammerschmidt. Oh, uh, dude, we need to make a prequel yeah. and a sequel. No, he gets curb stomped. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then, of course, it tells you to go to standusa.com. Not a website. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> that is, is a 404 error. There is, there is a there is a Facebook group. Oh, is there? Yeah. You yeah. moved so, it over to the high tech stuff. Uh, yeah. So uh, <laughs> Facebook.com backslash stand USA. Uh, the last post was uh, just after Mitt Romney lost the election. <laughs> <laughs> it is with a heavy heart that I announce. <laughs> Yeah, and it's something like, we need to keep this going. This is a great message, and then nothing for, <laughs> for three, three years. <laughs> and then nothing, and then their Wix account expired, and they were like, fuck it. 
Let's use that money for our Trump 2016. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Save up. So, Mike, as you may or may not know, we're, we're dead set against so many stars-type rating systems on this show. So in lieu of that, uh, to close this off, I want to ask you, and, and, and this might be the wrong question. I prepared this question before I realized how much you enjoyed this film, but what is the meanest thing that you would do to a complete stranger rather than watch this movie again? Oh, the meanest thing? I mean, oh, man. I It'd probably might. be pretty nice, honestly. Yeah, um, probably whisper uh, something as the character Gary Two Tongues into one ear while uh, giving them a wet willy with the other. <laughs> <laughs> and this 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 movie got one point five stars on Netflix. I I I think that's wrong. It deserves two. I was gonna say now. Keep in mind there is no zero stars, so one is the lowest it can be. It got half I a star. I understand that. It got okay. Yeah, so it deserves. <laughs> It deserves more than it than it's got on Netflix. There are some there are some glaring holes in the entire project, uh, but uh, there are some redeemable qualities. A lot of the acting is good. A lot of the cinematography is good. The soundtrack is fine. Uh, two stars out of five. I would agree with at least two of the things that you said there. Also, the mom was super hot. All right, Heath. Same question. Uh, meanest thing you do a, to a stranger rather than watch this movie again? All right. Um, I guess. If a stranger like walked up to me on the street and asked me for the time, um, I'd kick his baby. You know? <laughs> like if it didn't mean I have to watch the movie again, I'd kick his baby. Like not, I don't mean to like hurt the child, but you know, like like a like a punt and a fair catch. Like, yeah. yeah, he's fine. You know, I'd kick his baby lightly. It's like a Wait, hacky so you guys, kick. you guys voluntarily watch a crappy movie every week, and then you answer this question. <laughs> we get paid to do it. I, yeah, I, I, I didn't bring that up before because I was afraid you'd want to cut, but we get paid for this. So. Yeah. Fine, fine, fine. I look forward to my uh, residuals in <laughs> six to nine months. Yeah, Podcast exactly. We residuals. don't get paid much or anything. You but... got that Heineken money, Micah. You back down. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Eli, meanest thing you do to a stranger? I See, I've done a lot of really mean stuff to strangers for fun, so I feel like this is a bad <laughs> metaphor when it comes to me. <laughs> I would dress up, I would, you know, I would dress up like a soldier and just randomly knock on doors and watch widows and like army wives just start weeping on the other side of the door. And then I, then when they opened it, I'd be like, can I use your bathroom? I have to take a shit. So bad. Oh, you thought your husband was, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. He could be. He could be. I'm not here to tell you he's dead. But while I take a shit in your bathroom, I want you to think about the fact that I, he could be. You guys are the reason people hate atheists. <laughs> you have no idea. <laughs> well, Michael, congratulations. You made it to the end. You deserve Thank a cookie. Um, so have yourself a cookie. But before we, we let you go, tell us, if our audience wanted to fill their ear holes and possibly eye holes with more from, of your wit and hilarity, where might they go to find it? Uh, my website is micahsherman.com, and uh, I have a new album which features uh, God, Satan, and Louis Armstrong. I've uh, heard of all of them. Satchmo. It's a sketch comedy album called John Rogers Idiot, and you can uh, preview it at danandmica.com. Awesome. And, of course, we'll have that all linked on the show notes for this episode. Um, all right. Well, thanks a lot for suffering alongside us, man. <laughs> it really was my pleasure. And while that's going to do it for our review of Last Ounce of Courage, that's not going to do it for the episode quite yet, because we still need to get you all stiff and pulsing over next week's episode. So, Eli, tell us, what's on deck? 
Well, since next week is Halloween, we had to do a Halloween film, and there's no Christian Halloween film quite like The Lock-In. Oh my fucking god. <laughs> just, just so people know what they're in for, believe me, I mean, set your goddamn timers for whenever this episode comes out, because just so they know what this is in for, this is a movie that is a Christian horror film... <laughs> That is based on the premise that two kids bring a porno magazine <laughs> to a church lock-in, Analog and magazine. the porno magazine Analog, releases yeah. demons which attack <laughs> the children yes! in the church lock-in. Yes! All right, so if you're one of those people that likes to watch the movies along with us, all I can say is good luck. I apologize because this movie is so horrible that apparently the internet spit it back out. Yeah. Like... Honestly, we saw the preview. I, I want to thank Brendan and Tate for recommending it, but I have to give a huge thanks to Nathan because we couldn't find the damn thing anywhere, and apparently yeah. he pestered the filmmaker long enough <laughs> Good work. to some, send us copies. Some deep Googling. Some, <laughs> yeah, exactly. some deep binging. He went all the way. <laughs> Lycosing, wherever. Nathan's on the this. deep web, right, with all of Jared's pictures, and he was like, oh, look, it's the locking. This is for you guys. There you go. <laughs> I don't think you had Jared's pictures, Nathan. I think you're awesome. Um, and I, 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 They're so, 10 years old, Nathan. I know what you do. <laughs> you're a monster. <laughs> you're a monster, Nathan. <laughs> but a but a very useful monster this week because holy shit! So uh, apparently they're trying to be the Christian Blair Witch Project, and just as apparently they're not trying very hard. Yeah, exactly. If you ever thought to yourself, "Man, the tech in Blair Witch Project was way too good," then the lock in <laughs> is for you. This is basically the the jump scare in the preview. The jump scare in yes. the preview is like you got one of those Monster Maker apps. One of those like, That's oh, this is a concentration tab. Watch this Japanese girl talk about something and then it bah! like makes the scary yes. face. That's basically what someone applied to this movie and was like, that's going to be great, man. That's going to be really awesome. I think that's exactly what someone applied to this movie. Yeah. So with all that to look forward to, we're going to bring episode nine to a merciful close. Once again, a huge thanks to Micah Sherman for joining us tonight and an enormous thanks to all the Patreon donors that help make the show go. If you'd like to count yourself among their ranks, you can make a per episode donation at patreon.com slash godawful and thereby earn early access to every episode. You can also help us out a ton by leaving a five-star review on iTunes or by sharing the show on all your various social media platforms, or fuck it, just do both. And if you enjoy the show, be sure to check out our sibling shows, The Skating Atheist and The Skeptocrat, available on iTunes, Stitcher, and wherever else podcasts live. If you have questions, comments, or cinematic suggestions, you can email godawfulmovies at gmail.com. All the music used in this episode was written and performed by Ryan Slotnick of Evil Drafts on Mars and used with his permission. If you like what you hear, hear more by following the link on the show notes to this episode. Thanks again for giving us a chunk of your life this week. For Heath Enright and Eli Bosnick, I'm no illusions promising to work hard to earn another chunk next week. Until then, we'll leave you with a guy from Brooklyn telling you to fuck yourself. Fuck you. <laughs>